Wild Lives by Phonographic. Hey, I'm Rochelle and welcome to the Wild Lives podcast. Today's guests know exactly how wild the field can be. Because, being rangers from the legendary Black Mamba's anti-poaching unit, they routinely put their own lives on the line to protect animals. I recently visited South Africa's Balule Reserve, where I got to spend time with Black Mamba rangers Mirren, Q and Goodness, and I got to accompany them on their morning and evening patrols. In this episode, you'll be coming along for the ride too. But before we meet these amazing women, let's take a quick look at why their work is so important. The Black Mambas are the world's first women's only anti-poaching unit and they were initially founded in 2013 to protect the Oliphant's west region of Balule Nature Reserve. Today, the Mambas have expanded their range across the reserve where early detection and rapid response are all that stand between poachers and the local wildlife. Through their daily foot patrols, surveillance and monitoring techniques, the Mambas are the first line of defence in the war against poaching. But unlike the armed units who work alongside them in the reserve, the Black Mambas do not carry weapons. Instead, the Mambas believe the poaching crisis will not be solved through violence, but instead through community empowerment and educating the locals living alongside the reserve. So in addition to their anti-poaching patrols, the Black Mambas also run the Bush Babies Environmental Education Program, which teaches local kids the value of protecting Balule and its wildlife and sets them up as environmentally literate future leaders. The Black Mambas aren't the only ones with their eyes on Balule Game Reserve. Poachers also have the reserve and its wildlife in their sights, which is why the anti-poaching team is so crucial to Balula's survival. This huge wilderness covers some 7 million acres, or 23,000 square kilometres, and it's home to a host of endangered animals, including lions, elephants, pangolins, and white and black rhinos. So the black mambas are fighting to preserve these species, while the poaching crisis pushes them to the brink of extinction. Today, the poaching of endangered elephants, lions, rhinos and pangolins is big business, with their body parts being sold for so-called medicinal purposes, for knickknacks and trinkets, and for bushmeat. The demand for elephant ivory and meat has been steadily on the rise, with these endangered animals being taken across Africa at a rate of 96 animals per day. Lions are also regularly targeted, with their bones and body parts supplied to the Chinese medicinal market. And according to the International Union for Conservation, their numbers have dropped by about 43% since 1993, with only around 20,000 left in the wild. Pangolins are also a favourite with poachers, with more than 20,000 of them being killed, trafficked or sold live on the black market every year. And rhino horn continues to be a big ticket item, with demand being driven by the Asian medicinal market, which claims it can treat everything from impotence to nosebleeds. Even though there's no scientific proof to support these fantastical claims, more rhinos are being poached than are being born, and experts say that unless immediate action is taken, these endangered animals will be extinct within a decade. I recently had the opportunity to join Black Mamba's Mirren, Q and Goodness on a morning patrol in Balule. First up, Ranger Goodness tells us her story. Uh, At the beginning, I didn't know that I was going to come across this situation. But after the training, I started to open my eyes and understand what is it to be a Black Mamba. So it's a good privilege to me that 
I have become a black mamba so that I will protect the wild animals because these animals need to be protected by us. So I think that it's for the best uh, that I have come to join the black mamba because these animals have to be protected and if we don't protect them, no one will protect it. And the reason that I come here is that I, want to, I wanted to protect the animals. I knew that I was going to work on the reserve. But I didn't know that I was going to go around the bushes and the sweep nests and everything. All I know, I knew that is that I was going to work into the reserve. So now I am happy that I'm here protecting the wild animals because there are people, those who are rude to animals, those who don't care about animals, they want to finish them off. So that I am happy because I'm here to let people know that we are here to protect our wildlife, our heritage. What's the best part of your job? Uh, is that I learn everything. Each day, we have a chance to gain more experience. We have to learn about animals. What does it mean for you to be out in the field on patrol without, like, you're unarmed? Uh, I feel strong, but at the beginning, I didn't feel strong and I felt unsafe. But now I am strong because I've been doing this for a very, very long time. So I, I feel comfortable and it's like I'm walking in a normal street where I used to walk out there at home. Do you often come across animals? What happens if you encounter a lion when you're out in the field? Uh, I didn't come across an, a lion without mm. noticing that there is a lion because when we patrol, we walk, we stop and we listen if there is anything that we can hear that uh, can attack us. So I feel much protected. I know how to do it. So mm. I haven't been attacked or been chased by lions or trying to scare us away. Mm. What does it mean to you to be surrounded with a team just of other women? I mean, there's no men. You, you guys are all just looking after each other. It gives me courage. Like, it tells me that we are very strong. We can do things on our own without being protected by men. We think we want to do yeah. because we are strong. Can I ask you, though, do you think poaching will ever stop? Yeah, I think... I think yes and no, because people won't stop coming into the reserve because black people believe that uh, these animals belong to us. So they want to come here and get them and they want to finish them off because they say that white people came here to take our lands so that we have to go for revenge to take our animals. Mm. So I think no, it might not stop, but educating people... Maybe they can change their mind about uh, a, a wildlife. If you can tell them that uh, wildlife is our heritage, maybe they can change their mindset about this issue. Do you think the future will be positive in here for the animals? Yes, I think it will be positive because since we started uh, doing this, uh, people used to put uh, snares around and people used to come in now and then. But since we started doing snares, people noticed that there are people going around here putting off our snares. So they started to get scared. Mm. So they don't put snares anymore. Like you can see now, we didn't come across any snare. Yeah. So it means that people, they started to be scared. Though we don't carry guns, but they noticed that are people. What if they saw us? Maybe they will tell others, those who have guns, that they will shoot us. And they don't want to be arrested. The Black Mambas patrol around the clock to monitor critical areas of Balule. 
These include potential entry points for poachers like main road underpasses and fence lines, as well as areas that are popular with rhinos and other wildlife, such as waterholes, as it's here that poachers will leave poison baits or set up wire snares. These snares are usually left by bushmeat poachers who intend to catch antelopes and sell their meat. When the animal is trapped in the wire loop, it dies a slow and painful death. For the mambas, nabbing the people who set up these snares is not only important for the overall protection of the reserve's more abundant species, but also for the endangered ones, because a person who knows how to get into the reserve and trap an animal for bushmeat could quite easily evolve into a rhino poacher. Black Mamba Q talks us through the realities of bushmeat poaching in Balule. So Q, can you tell us what we're doing this morning, like what exactly we're looking for as we're on patrol? Like for now, we are doing sweeping. We are sweeping for snares. And then because there are people who are coming here to put some snares and we call them bush meat poachers. They came here to push the snares and sometimes they come here to sleep. They make their own camp. They sleep here and then they go out to put the snares. If they catch maybe an impala, they cut the impala into pieces and they hang them so that it will be simple for them to, to take them home because it's not simple for them to exactly cut the, the the, the impala and then put in maybe the plastic or the bucket it will be too heavy for them so that's why they maybe sometimes camp for some few days so that it will be simple for, for them to take the, 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 the meat to their homes. So they don't stay in the camp for very long it's just one small camp for a few days Yeah, they stay here in the camp for a few days so that they, their meat will be dry so it oh. will be simple for them to take it home because if they take it like still wet, the meat will be heavy to carry it Mm. out of the reserve. So how long would you patrol like this every day? We usually come here maybe twice per week. Most of the time we are doing fence patrol. Next, we're joining the team on a night patrol along the Baluli boundary. It's a full moon, a time when poachers are most active. Please note that these segments were recorded while we patrolled the fence line in an open-top four-wheel drive vehicle. And because the fence is right alongside the main road, the sound might be a little bit iffy here and there. But on the flip side, just patrolling the fence line like this is an important part of the Black Mamba strategy. In fact, it's probably their most important. Because seeing the mambas in the open like this and making it obvious that they're unarmed can work as a deterrent and stop poachers from entering the reserve at all. As Black Mamba Q explains. What sort of animals would they be targeting tonight? Rhino, pangolin, lions, elephant, sort of animals. How long have you been doing this yourself, Q? Mm, I have started being a black mamba anti-poaching since 2014. I got inspired by my sister who is working also as a black mamba anti-poaching. I did go to Poltrek and train and then I got my certificate and then they deployed me into a different section because we are not working at the same reserve and what we are doing, we are patrolling the fence, sometimes we do roadblocks, we are sweeping for snares and then we visit school to teach the younger children so that they can take the message to their families for the next generation to come. What's been your most proud moment recently? Mm, 
I was very proud of myself when I got the opportunity to go to Jobek where I have training to do a canine dog handling course. It was a six months course and the dog that I was given it was a black German Shepherd. It was a good dog and the dog was trained to detect rhino horn, pangolin shell, ivory and ammunition. And will you get to use the, that training? Yes, it will be so good if we have our own canine dog unit. So, because I have a lot of experience about dog, so I can teach them the things that they teach me there. What made you want to become a black mamba? Because I've seen the importance of being a black mamba to save the animals. I love nature and I'm protecting it for the next generation to see it. As myself, I have a child. I don't want my child to say they were rhinos. I want him to see those rhinos, not to see them in the magazine, TV or newspapers. Can you tell us a little bit about the training that you guys undertook to become a black mamba? So the training, we went to Poltrek and it was four weeks training. They were teaching us how to track a spore and then they were also teaching us how to patrol a fence and they were also teaching us how to do roadblocks and they also teach us how to sweep for snares inside the bush and then they teach us how to to do an ambush and then how to do observation post and how to do an arrest if you find a poacher, how, what you must do, what question you must ask to the poachers. And have you had to do any of that recently? No, no, not yet. Yeah. Since we came here, we never ever arrested a poacher. We only see the spore of the poachers, but we never ever arrested a poacher. That's good. Yeah, that's good because we are safe. Yeah. Yes. I think they are afraid of your reputation. Yeah, they are afraid of us because when they come here, they see the boots on the fence and they know that we are here. We mean business here. Yeah. Yes. Do you know a little bit about why people are poaching the rhinos? Can you tell us a little bit about what you think is going on? I think the people who are coming here to poach are the people who are thinking that these reserves, they belong to their, their, older, their older people who were staying in the reserve. And on their mindset, there is thing that they want to, to kill those animals because the animals belong to their older people. But it is not good because if they can remove their mindset away that we must protect these animals, it will be good for, for our community or the next generation so that they can come and see those animals. Where actually the sound that we can hear in the background is the car, like there's a main road there and the fence is dividing the park from that. Is this where the poachers come in along this fence? Yes, because on the road it is R40. The people can use to come here and maybe stop somewhere and cut the fence. It's easy for them to come inside to the reserve. What time would a poacher usually strike? Mm, the poachers, I think they come between 12 o'clock to 6 o'clock because we are only patrolling from 6 o'clock to 11 o'clock. I think they come in by 12 o'clock 
or 1 to 6 o'clock because in the morning we also do our morning patrol to check if the fence has not been cut and then if we find so to check the tracks we put it on the simophone and then we track the track to see where they cut the fence where they went through and then to see where they went through and where they get out of the reserve. So we've just come past the on the main road. We can see that there are tunnels under the road that are for, I imagine, for drainage or something, right? So do the poachers use those? Yes, they use it. They stay there during the day. So when it's midnight, they sneak and come into the reserve. So how do they get through the fence? Like that's an electric fence, right? They cut the fence and then turn the fence off. These rangers make a lot of sacrifices to do this work, but as Black Mamba Mirren reveals, it's something that they're rightly proud of. How long have you been with the Black Mambas? Mm, Since 2014 until now. That's a long time. What made you originally get into the Black Mambas? Mm, My motivation was because my younger sister was drinking here first, so... He was my motivator. That's interesting because Q was saying that she was motivated by her sister joining as well. Are there many sisters or families involved in the Mambas? Yes, because Q is my younger sister. (laughs) That's awesome. So did you guys grow up really like loving animals and, and having a good, you know, affinity with the wild environment? Yes, we grew up with those animals and we love the animals. What's your favourite animal? Mm, Lion. The male lion or the female lion? A male lion. Oh. (laughs) Controversial. Most of us are like, yeah, the female lion because they're toughest. (laughs) They do all the hard work. (laughs) Yeah. So also with your work cycle, so do you live somewhere else and you come to work here or do you live here all the time? Mm, We live here for 21 days. We work here and we stay here and we go home for 10 days on leave. Is it hard to leave your family behind when you come here? Yeah, it's very hard, but they're used to it now. What's your favourite part about being a mamba? Because now there are no pushers that are coming in and it shows that we are doing a great job. Yeah. What absolute legends, huh? I've got to say, I was totally starstruck by these amazing women. Their determination to tackle the poaching problem with unyielding conviction but never violence is a lesson for all of us. They can't do what they do without help, though, so do show them your support. To find out more, you can hit up the Black Mambas on Instagram, Facebook, or online at www.blackmambas.org. I'll post all their links on fornographic.com so you can just click straight through. Until next time, stay wild. See ya. Wild Lives by Fornographic. Check out our wildlife photo gallery at fornographic.com and on Instagram at Fornographic.